So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I am here with a guest that you are just going to love today. We have Maury Fontaines, who is a business specialist within the arena of spirituality. So I know so many of you who listen to this podcast, watch this podcast now over on YouTube, are healers, right? Like you are called to do this work as well. And even if you're like, Julie, but I don't have a business and I'm just thinking about this. I'm just contemplating this. There are people out there who are listening and watching who know that they're going to write books one day and do different things. They know that they feel called whether or not that's in a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, you can get so much value out of listening to our conversation today and just diving into how do you build, how do you grow a business that is really run in a different way that is very much heart centered through spirituality, because that's very different from everything else that's out there with corporate America. So welcome to the show, Maury. Thank you, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, of course. Thank you for being here. So talk to us a little bit more about your background, what it is that you do. Sure. And actually, it's funny, as I heard you talk about, you know, what people can get from this, I was thinking, oh, well, I actually have two sides to this coin. What I actually do is help corporations that are more traditional really find their emotional intelligence. And I do that through being intuitive. And so I teach things like intuition and emotional intelligence and alignment to big fortune, you know, 500 companies or mid-sized companies to help them work better. What I have done though, to your point, is build a business that's focused on that element of spirituality by being really honest about my skills and my talents and how I am able to channel information. So I come from a more corporate background. I worked for 20 years on the brand side, doing marketing strategy, brand strategy, and crisis management for, like I said, Fortune 500s. And I decided about three and a half years ago that I was kind of tired of coming in when things had gone wrong and that I had a hypothesis about how they got so wrong, which is that leaders themselves are misaligned from their own higher selves and from their own greater truths. And that because we as a society and specifically when we're going into corporate jobs or looking at being successful, we're taught that we have to shut off our intuition, that we have to fit a certain model or a certain mold to be successful. And my diagnosis is that because we're shutting off that connection, that's how we find ourselves in crises, in situations and problems with toxic cultures and bad leadership. And so my purpose is to really reconnect that 
connection to the higher self for leaders so that they can build better, higher consciousness businesses that still produce products and services, but from a higher frequency. But isn't this where it all has to shift? I mean, we we knew things were going awry within corporate America way before 2020. But when you had yeah. like this kind of step back in 2020, there has to be a major, major shift. And I've talked about it before, but the angels have been talking about it for years too, where they say, Corporate America really has to change to bring, you're right, the higher self, spirit, oneness back into it, because as a global world, we cannot survive, you know, at the rate that we're going at demolishing all of our resources. I mean, we have to become more self-aware. And so maybe kind of dive into that. And I'd love to even hear too. Not obviously not using anybody's name, but what you've seen, right? Like, where are people at in corporate America? And then walk us through how they make that change. Yeah, you know, um, I am seeing some really common themes in what is holding people back. And a lot of it stems from fear, Mm -hmm. fear of fill in the blank. And so a lot of the work that we do is in these things I call alignment workshops, where we take senior leaders of companies, brands you've heard of, and put them in a workshop and really work with them across three two-hour sessions to figure out what is at the core or the crux of what is blocking them. Let's say that they come and say, our problem is that we're not growing enough, or we have Um, a culture of toxicity or people are unhappy or our customers are not connected to us, right? That's the kind of, you know, surface level problem that they're bringing. My work is about helping them see the root cause of it. And what happens in those sessions, we just did one with a really brilliant technology company over three sessions as they started with, we want to have a vision for growth and there's a disconnect. And we got to, oh, we have a fear culturally of focusing on the good. We have a fear of focusing on the good because we think it's going to make us more mediocre. It's going to make us lazy. It's going to make us arrogant because arrogance is a big part of our own experience in the tech world coming from other jobs where we had leaders that were arrogant, right? And so these founders came into it with all of that baggage, all of those limiting belief systems and started to build a business that's doing quite well, but a culture that has a fear of focusing on the good. And what we were able to do is then look at, well, what is that created? What is the disconnect with your employees then? How does that influence your customers? How does that influence your board? And so we were having a highly resonant, emotionally intelligent, conscious conversation about what they thought was a business problem when it was actually a soul problem. It was a problem with the soul of the business. The soul of the business was afraid. And once we were able to break that down, we could then work with them on, well, what happens when we replace this fear of good with building on our strengths? And immediately they were having breakthroughs about we could market to our customers this way. We could help them by making them the heroes. And all of a sudden you saw this creativity just come out just in three sessions that they were having a disconnect from because of that fear. And so I think that's where, you know, when people interact with us, they're like, whoa, this is different. Because I thought I was going to get a marketing strategy or I was going to get a management consultant that was going to come tell me my operations were messed up. And I just feel like I went through three sessions of therapy, soul healing, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff on this other level. I'm having a higher frequency conversation and it, and it 
it's about healing the core issue rather than building pretty stuff on top of broken foundation. So this is completely fascinating. And what I want to talk about, though, too, is there are a lot of healers who are within this space, right, who listen to this podcast, watch the show, and they're wanting to step into their own business. But sometimes there is this very immense fear. I know that I felt it before I branched out onto my own. I can remember sitting in my corporate office and being like, I know that I'm supposed to be working one-on-one with people. I know I'm supposed to be working, you know, in the wellness community in some capacity, but having this complete fear because I was successful where I was, right? Like I was on track. I was doing everything I should do. And I was working towards a trajectory to be the top in my department. Yeah. How do you help people break through that barrier? Because you do it every day. Yeah. So listen, I always say that you have to start with your purpose. And if your purpose is to channel information in order to heal people, in order to help them thrive, in order to help society move forward, there is no chance that you have been put on this planet by our guides to fail at that. If that is your purpose, it will work itself out. And you have to have faith in your purpose. You have to have faith in your gifts. And you have to know that you would not have been given those gifts if you were not meant not only to help other people, but to also thrive alongside of it. And what Mm -hmm. I always say is that people have this myth about purpose that you cannot be wealthy or successful and also be working at your purpose. And that is not true. That's just a myth that's been created so that we work for other people's dreams instead of our own. But if you were actually able to put your gifts and your passion behind something, the money follows. The money is just energy, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to work out your own issues and blocks with it, especially in the kind of economy we have right now, especially with the tools that we have available to us right now to be our own content creators, to be our own media company. You know that, right? So I really think it's about changing that mindset from, you know, what limiting belief systems do I have that I can't be successful if I am using my gifts, right? What judgment do I have about my gifts that I've carried from somebody else, from my childhood, from my parents who were not gifted, from my, you know, community who did not understand it? Are those mine or are they someone else's? So it really is about going back and, and healing that stuff. And once you heal that stuff, that's really when you start to see the opportunities ahead of you with more clarity. Your eyes are way more open when you get rid of the no's that have been placed inside of you by other people. Right. Because if you're hearing this over and over and over again within yourself, this whisper, this calling to do X, Y, or Z, you know, so many people feel like they're making it up, but you're not making it up. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I think, again, when you I think everybody has access to intuition, but I think that there are those people who have the dial turned way up, right, and they have access to information. And I think you can ask to be validated by whatever is channeling to you, right? You know, if you're, if your block is, am I making this up, then ask to receive some kind of sign message, whatever it may be, repeatedly, to show you that it's not, that you're not making it up. I always say, if you work with it, 
it wants to work with you. You just have to meet it halfway. And then it's like, yes, let's go. 110%. I've got a few announcements. This month's winner of the drawing is Mackenzie Payne, who gets one free session with me. Email me a screenshot of your five-star positive review on Apple Podcasts, Google Business, or my Facebook page for your chance to win next month. Details are in the show notes. Friends, in the Angel Membership in June 2021, Archangel Raphael and I are teaching you Self-Energy Healing 101 and Chakras 101. You'll learn how to give yourself an energy healing session techniques to keep your energy clear, and how you can heal your own energy field. To join this course live or replay at any time, sign up for the Angel Membership Program today. Also, a new class of the Angel Reiki School begins on June 1st. Join this separate program to develop your unique spiritual gifts and become an Angel Reiki Master. I'm still offering private readings. To book one, sign up for our weekly angel email. Once a month, you'll get an email that contains a link to book your session online. One more thing, I am loving spending time with you live and answering your questions over on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow me on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new video content. Thanks for your support and for sharing this podcast with your people. So you touched on something that was very big, which is people's money story, which I think is going to be pretty big right now because, you know, and I said this right as we went through, you know, March of 2020, I said the stock market's gonna not going to be rocked, you know, as much as you think it is. And it came right back up and out. But now people are starting, like as I'm in sessions over the last month, people are carrying this very heavy and, you know, it's at June 1st as we're recording this, very much carrying a lot of energy in their root chakra about, is there going to be like a financial upset? Is the market going to correct? So speak to this and maybe what is like three to five ways that people can change their story, their limiting beliefs about money? Yeah. So I have a spiritual coach who I have been working with forever who's changed my life. And one of the things she told me that I'll never forget is there are people who created things and made fortunes in the great depression. Yeah. For example, the idea of a grocery chain came from the great depression. It used to be mom and pop shops. So when you look at Kroger or whatever chain is relevant to you, that was born out of the great depression. So I will say number one is, What is the need in this time right now that your unique skills and gifts are going to answer? That is always the question to answer. And if you can do that, then there's always going to be money to support you. 
That's the second thing is that, you know, really understanding that you showing up and acting your purpose out in service of your own good and other people's good is all you need to do to make money. And having that mantra be a part of it, that this is all I need to do to make money. I had a money medium coach um, who I'm happy to refer, who's been great, (laughs) who said, you know, I need you to write down, this is all I need to do to attract X more clients, or this is all I need to do to make X amount of money. So just knowing that it's not about more or pushing faster or harder or being somebody you're not, you know, but it's about really accepting your own gifts and understanding that if you show up, like I said, and you meet it halfway there, it will meet you there. And then, you know, the third one is to really get honest about what it is you want, not what does someone else think that your business should look like, but what do you want? What do you want your day to look like? What should it feel like? What should you feel like when you're done interacting with people? It took me a long time to get there because I had a lot of limiting belief systems coming out of the agency world where the client was always right. And the answer was always yes. Right. And I felt like I was coming from a place of like, no, you're making the wrong decision or no, we don't do that that I was limiting myself. But in fact, that no was very expansive for me because it was just me being honest about what I wanted my work to look like. So for example, this morning, I was like, I want to be outside. I took all of my calls while I was walking outside and I got the feeling that I wanted from this morning and the productivity simultaneously. I didn't feel like I was in this scarcity mindset. Like I had to pick one or the other. That's amazing. I love that. So as people either are in corporate America working or building up their own business, as you go through this process, I think the egoic mind a lot of times wants to make it like a one and done process. Like I'm just going to set my life, set my schedule, set my goals. And it's really alive in and of itself. It's changing, it's evolution, it's flowing. And it has to be looked at and tweaked because what you want changes on a daily basis. Today, you want to go for that walk. Maybe tomorrow you need some relaxation and rest within your house. Yeah. Um, how do you coach people on that piece to kind of get out of their own way and allow themselves to just be and adapt to what they need when they need it? I really tell people that they have to start with curiosity. It's like really, really understand why. Why do I think this truly? And ask yourself why five times and trace it back to the root cause. Who put this thought in my head? Is it mine? Well, if it's not mine, where was the other person coming from? What are their limiting belief systems and their triggers? So that's number one. Number two, I talk a lot about validation addiction. And quickly, I will just say that all that means is that we all have the need to want others to see us, witness us, and celebrate us. That is a human need. It turns into an addiction when we're only looking for that, when the things that we do and say are for that validation. And social media does not make this any easier. So the second thing I would say is make sure that you're checking that addiction level and asking yourself, do I derive my sense of value and worth from how other people interact with or perceive me. If that is the case, you've got some work to do there. Because until you have a strong foundation around what that internal compass is and that internal value and worth is, you're constantly going to be doing things for other people's validation. And let me tell you a secret. 
When you've been put on this earth with the gift to channel information or to be a healer, you're already light years ahead of most of the people that are here. <laughs> and so you are going to be saying things that sound crazy to people. And that is your job. That's if you look at any religion, any prophet that has been on this planet has looked insane in their time, right? <laughs> you have to understand that if you need validation and your purpose is to say and do things that are light years ahead of where people are, that is going to come at a cross current to one another. You're not going to get the validation all the time. So how, what do you replace it with? What is the internal barometer that tells you yes or no? I'll tell you, it's that connection you have. It's your connection to your higher self that'll tell you, yes, you're on it or no, you're not. And so my second really big tip is to recheck that and rebuild that connection relationship to self and to your guides and let that be your compass and really make sure it's not how other people perceive you. Yeah. And then not to lose it, right? Not to yeah. get so off of base because then you have to keep coming back to oneness, checking in with oneness, making sure that you're connected, you're in alignment, you're in flow yeah. and seeing what you need every day to stay in that alignment, to stay in that flow. And that's, oh gosh, man, you just hit the nail on the head because that is the crux of what I work with, with a lot of people in my angel Reiki school class where I teach people how to develop all of their spiritual gifts, fuse them together in a way that's their own unique business. Uh -huh. And so many people are prophetic empaths, right? Yeah. Who are here with a very, very special message that is unique to them, but they are so highly empathic that it's built into like their mental pathway where they've done it for so long of seeking out the validations and the opinions of others yeah. that it it's different to live your life in a way where you just check in with God, universe, source and say, what are you going to have me do today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's actually how you shift out of egoic, but into, you know, totally soul based and centered is to really see yourself as a vessel for this purpose. I have a mantra. I do. I'll go into sessions with a CEO and 10 of their leaders. And I will, before those sessions, I will close my eyes. I will kind of turn on my aperture. So I have a way of doing that to say, this is how much I want to be open. I don't want to receive everything right now. I want to receive 50% of it. But one thing I say afterwards is thank you for channeling directly to me what these people need to move forward and for helping me understand that this is not about me. Yeah. And when I can do that, I'm not in an ego battle with them either. You know, sometimes I'll say things and they'll be like, that's not what it is. And I'm like, in my head, okay, it's going to take us three sessions. And in six hours from now, you will get it. But right now you're telling me no. And because it's not about me, I can hold that. And then I can come back three sessions from now and say, what's it about? And they're telling me the thing I told them it was, right? And then it turns into, <laughs> how did you know? And it's like, don't worry about it. But that's, I think, really important is to understand that if you have a purpose, which we all do, and if you're highly connected, which a lot of your listeners are, then you need to pivot to, I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel for this information to come through. And it's not about me. Right. That's amazing. So give us some hope, Maury. Is corporate America changing? Absolutely. I have been really excited, you know, knock on wood, 
thank God, that we are getting a lot of traction right now. So to think about a consultancy that's out there saying you need to be operating at a higher consciousness and to have corporations call and say, okay, what's this about is such a great sign. So I will say, pat on the back to us, our existence is a sign that that is true, right? We wouldn't be in business and we wouldn't be doing well and hiring people if that wasn't, if there wasn't a demand for it. So the light bulb is starting to turn on, number one. Number two, I do think that because of people's access to microphones and cameras, companies are being held accountable finally. And they know that. And so their work is to replace the fear and the paralysis they feel by that to understand, okay, what do I really need to do to make a seed change? That hasn't happened yet. There's still a lot of fear and paralysis around people who are awakened and who are demanding accountability. But I think that because people are that way, there is no choice but for corporate America to, to make, not even America, corporations around the world to make this shift. But we have to be patient and we have to realize that this system has had centuries to grow roots. And if we want to turn this thing around, we have to be patient and it has to be organic. The reason it hasn't worked so far is because we're not patient as consumers and we want to see quick change. And the only way that a centuries old system can show you quick change is by slapping some lipstick on it. Right. And that's where you see these beautiful marketing campaigns and these empty promises and these diversity and inclusion councils that are kept to the side, but not the really performance, active. the performance exactly. of it all. Exactly. So yeah. we have to understand what are we asking for? Are we asking for deep change? Deep change takes time. Are we asking for performance? You can get that quickly. But which of the two do you want? Right. You have this beautiful gift of working with corporate America and really being tuned in to the other side and an open channel and vessel yourself. How do you see corporate America looking different? I mean, for every, like if you had that crystal ball and you could say 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what are things going to look like? How is this going to shift? I think we're going to start to see probably around 10 years from now, more of the hybrid model of success being measured beyond revenue and profit. I think we're going to start to see real um, acceptance that success is also about impact. Success can be connected to how they're connecting people to one another, right? Without using that connection to sell even more like Facebook. So I think we're going to see the metrics starting to change in about 10 years from now to actual like investors and board members measuring success differently. And that's the truth about it. It sits with board members and investors. That's who has to want something different. But they want something different when customers demand it. That's who speaks the loudest. So we have to keep kind of being holding, you know, companies accountable. But I think the metrics for success will change. And then I think beyond that, hopefully this awareness, this awakening that's happening with individuals happens with leaders where leaders work on themselves and have a more aligned presence, that they're able to accept their intuition and their higher selves and their higher calling and incorporate it and integrate it into the way they lead and into their own thriving, right? I, I am not one to say that if they're going to be good leaders, they have to be poor. They can be <laughs> as wealthy as they want to be, but still have this internal pivot where there's an alignment with something more 
there's going to be a connection, I think, 20 years from now, that leadership is going to be about connection to something bigger than just producing profits. Mm-hmm. So for those out there who are in corporate America, who have their own business or are leading in some way, what are like the three to five things that they can do to change the metrics of their own success and really integrate this now for themselves? So you need to start with what it is you truly value. What do you value as success, honestly, and how do you reward others around you? Do you reward them for being collaborative or competitive? Do you reward them for being data-based or intuitive, right? Start to think about the reward mechanisms that you dole out to those around you that send the message that you value one thing over another. The second is deep, deep, deep self-awareness. You need to check your own limiting belief systems and triggers. What makes you act in a toxic way? What makes you fear-based? What makes you reactive instead of open and curious? What are the stories you're telling yourself? Are they true? And can they be dealt with and integrated and brought forward so that you can come from a higher perspective when you're interacting with, with other people? And then I will say third, really understanding the people you're selling to are full, well-rounded human beings with needs and emotions and intuition themselves, and that the need that people have right now is connection. So what is the role that you can play as a leader or that your business can play in building that connection with one another? Yeah, that's amazing. And do you think, because you've mentioned that now a couple of times, that connection is really where we're headed. Mm. Do you think that that comes? Because you and I grew up in a time, you know, when, I don't know about you, you look younger than I am, but we had. I'm not, I'm sure. (laughs) We, like, I got my first cell phone in college, right? Like, we did not have all of this. So we've been on the precipice of knowing the old realm of work, how it operated, and totally coming in to the new wave of all of this. Right. Are people not as connected as they were before? Yeah, I think that it's, you know, listen, I think there's a lot of fear-based doom and gloom headlining out there by the media Mm -hmm. that is making us feel like social media is the end of the world. I don't think that's the case. I think that in some ways, thanks to all of that, during quarantine, we were able to be very connected. That's how I saw my kids have a social life. So I think there's some value in the connection it creates. But just with everything, as with everything, there needs to be some balance. And I Mm -hmm. think that what we might be missing is that kind of personal one-to-one connection. Like, do we really know how to sit in silence or grief or sadness with one another? Do we know how to do that? Or have we created so many distractions that we don't have to look at it and we can look away, right? But I also think we have to realize that because of these things, we now know what it looks like in India and how they're dealing with COVID. We know what's happening in Palestine and Israel because we're able to see it. And so I do think it's creating a level of empathy that we didn't have before. And so it's really about taking a balanced approach to it and asking ourselves, okay, am I getting the empathetic view from this? Yes. But is it filling space? Is it creating noise? Is it making me not really spend time with myself and with other people in moments of discomfort? Like, do I use it as a distraction? That's when I think it's negative. Interesting. Interesting. 
spirit was taking me in a different direction. Cause at first I thought you meant like just our connection to one another and really having those deepening of those relationships. And that's part of it. But then they were showing me this whole other piece of, you know, when there is a world catastrophe, like you want to pray and you want to send Reiki energy, which is absolutely wonderful, but maybe there are ways out there, people who are listening, who can create different ways of helping us feel more connected to the situations at hand and actually creating change through those connections as well. Yes, because everything is energy. And yeah. so awareness just has to be brought to it. And so if, if, you know, the internet, if social media is allowing us to connect energy from New Jersey to Bombay, awesome, right? That's exactly what we need is to have energetic connection. And I do think that the way we are going to evolve and survive as a, you know, species is to become connected. That is mm-hmm. for sure. I think we all channeling that message. That is clear. But I think we have to be really honest that that connection starts here. Are we connected with self and are we connected with our higher selves? And then really think about it as connecting from an energy standpoint and not disconnecting. And that takes time. I mean, I feel like too, as a person who does this work, you know, sometimes people are in the mindset of if you want anything, you could just go buy it, right? And you have it automatically. And your spiritual awakening coming into your soul self does not work the same way. You have to peel back layers. And this takes time for some people who might have been dabbling in and out, maybe, you know, less time than somebody who's brand new and doesn't have any background with it whatsoever. How do you work with that energy? Because people can be frustrated and want the process to unfold more quickly. How do you help them through that mindset? I really ask people to go backwards and look at where they were and where they are today and tell me if they can show me a shortcut. Is there things you could have cut out or not experienced and still be the person you are today? And I never get a yes. So if that's the truth, (laughs) then the inverse has to be the truth, right? If you're trying to get somewhere, do you have faith that the path you're on is what's going to get you there? Well, not only should you have faith, but you have proof because you can look backwards and see it. Wow. I think that's one of the most impactful questions I've ever heard. Yeah. It works. This is what I I say. It's about self-awareness. My best friend always jokes. She'll call me. She calls me Bean. And she'll say, Bean, what's my purpose? Because I call myself a purpose coach. (laughs) And I'm always like, that's not how it works. And that joke just makes me think about how people want these quick answers. But that's not my job. My job is just to turn on the flashlight and help you see the way. Um, And people, they get there. But it's only through questions like this where you have to ask yourself, oh, yeah, what was the the purpose of the last X number of years? The other thing I want to say is, You know, for business to make the pivot it needs to make to help society move forward, we need people like your listeners to be in those companies and turn on their gifts where they're at. I'm not discouraging anyone from starting their own business. I think it's exactly if that's your purpose and your dream where you should go. But I don't want people to think that you can only be an intuitive, a healer, you know, turned on and connected if you leave. Right. Right. That's not going to allow these entities that are very 
outdated to upgrade themselves. They need us. They need us to stay and they need us to keep turning on the light bulbs so that more and more people can get to this frequency. So I think that it's really about asking ourselves then, how am I shutting these gifts down in order to fit in? And do I need to do that? A hundred percent. And that's a message that I've been channeling for probably the last four years from spirit. The seraphim angels talk a lot about their purpose of being here because they really came in in a bigger influence in 2011. And what they will say, and they show it to me visually, is that there are people being aligned in positions where they're not yet the top of their company, right? But they're being aligned where they're in leadership positions so that when the time comes, they can kind of flip a switch. And this whole level, if you could see millions upon millions of leaders around the world being primed into certain positions within corporate America so that when the time comes for spirit to flick the switch, all of them step up to the next level and are the ones making decisions. And that's something that comes up over and over again, because a lot of people, you're right, don't want to be in the lesson that they're in right now. I think back to myself wanting to write a book and kind of being at the point when I was about 26, where I was like, yeah, okay, I think I could do this. I think I could write the book. God bring in the book. And it was like, wake up and spend five minutes with me each morning. I didn't want to do that, but it's the answer that I kept hearing for years every time I prayed. If I just would have woken up five minutes early, spent that time with God, universe, source, the information would have been channeled through. But I was so not self-aware at that time. And not ready. Um, You weren't not ready. ready. Yeah. 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 You have a different voice today and a different perspective that you added into that book that 26-year-old you would not have written. 110%. So what I'm saying, though, to your point is that these people who are in leadership positions, but maybe not in the top position that they want to be in, need to recognize that the path to getting to that point and where spirit needs them to be is a windy road. Yes, absolutely. And again, it's about trust and faith. Do you believe in where you're meant to go? Do you believe in source? And why would it let you down? What is the point of putting you here and not allowing you to live your purpose? Amazing. Maury, I've got one more question for you. So you're a mom yourself. And you know, what is one question that you wish that you would have asked yourself younger to grow that self-awareness? Or what is that that you're teaching your children to have more self-awareness at a younger age? Yes. When my kids ask me something or they're struggling with something, I always ask them, what is your higher self telling you? And I really wish I had been introduced that language when I was younger because I was an empath and intuitive from when I was little. And if, if I had been asked that, I would have immediately known what that meant. And because I was that, I know that I have created those beings. And when I ask them, they know. They never stop and say, what do you mean? 
they truly always understand it and they stop <laughs> and they think about it. So I really wish I had been asked that. And I also know that what's working with them is to say to them, your higher self always makes the best decisions mm. so that they are instilled this notion that they make good decisions and their higher self is the only validation they need and that they're going to go forward and try to be connected to that entity in order to make the best decisions that they can. Wow. Maury, this has been one of my favorite conversations. Thank you so much for being here on the show. If people want to check you out, are you on Instagram? Do you have a website? Where should they go? Yes. So to learn more about working with me or our coaches at 822 Group, you can find us at 822group.com. It's just 822group.com. And then I'm uh, on Instagram at Maury Fontanez. So definitely follow me there. I have a lot of these conversations uh, going on on my Instagram as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really love spending time with you. Oh, you too. Beautiful souls, I'm so excited to announce that my book on angels and how they're working miracles in your life will be available on Amazon fall of 2021. If you're listening on or after fall of 2021, check it out. Friends, if you'd like to work with me each week, my angel membership program is perfect for you. You can join at any time and you get access to past courses. In 2021, I'll be teaching you about a new topic each month. We started the year in February with a course on oneness and raising your vibration. March is angel communication, how to hear your angels. April is trusting your intuition. May is knowing your soul's purpose. June is working with Archangel Raphael to learn self-energy healing techniques and chakras 101. July is rewriting the stories you've been holding on to. August is all about rewiring your mind to move past blocks. September is energetically working through ancestral trauma. October is working with your inner child and Archangel Michael. November is a guide to being an empath. Then we're rounding out the year with a course in December that helps you connect with your loved ones on the other side to help you deepen your personal connection with them. And in January 2022, we'll be back with a whole new course on manifestation and co-creation. You get all of this live group access to me, two new pre-recorded Reiki healings, an advance notice to book a session with me when you're an angel member. Sign up for the angel membership anytime. If you're listening in 2022, please know that we're planning to add new content each month. For details and to sign up, view the show notes below. Friends, the only thing that's not included in the Angel Membership right now is the Angel Reiki School, where you learn to develop your unique spiritual gifts. Whereas the Angel Membership is about your awakening journey and your personal spiritual growth, The Angel Reiki School, on the other hand, certifies you as an Angel Reiki Master Teacher and teaches you the art of energy healing and bringing through messages for your clients. 
Friends, if you're feeling called to the Angel Reiki School, it's because the souls you're here to help on earth, well, they're omnipresent piece of them. You know, they're higher selves on the other side. That's what's behind you, pushing you, fueling you to become who you're meant to be. Because when you do, they know your work will shift the trajectory of their life here. That's what I mean when I say you have big, big purpose in this lifetime. A new class of the Angel Reiki School starts on the first of each month. Speaking of the Angel Reiki School, we're going to need about 800 volunteers this year. We select volunteers from people who've written a five-star positive review and emailed us a copy. That way, we have a way of contacting you for your free volunteer session. Many of you have asked if I'm still booking sessions, and the answer to that is yes. I love, love, love my sessions with you. We have a new system where we send out an email once a month with a link to my calendar for you to book online. It's really easy. All you have to do is sign up to be on my email list on my website theangelmedium.com. I've been spending a ton of time going live with you on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and I'm having a blast with it. Join me over on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new content, teaching videos, and actual video footage of these podcast episodes. Friends, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for being part of this community and listening to this show. I truly feel that this is your show and the angel's show, and I just feel so blessed to be a part of it. You're the most supportive community a podcaster could have. I pray for you every day. If you have a special prayer request, you can submit it through my website homepage and I'll be praying for you personally. Now for the oneness meditation, which is the last five minutes of every episode. And as you do this meditation, you'll raise your vibration and the vibration of the planet. Friends, what I want you to do is to just get into a relaxed position. If you are driving, operating machinery, need to concentrate, then this meditation is not for you. But anyone who is able to focus their attention on it, please join me. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I want you to imagine that your socks, your shoes are off and that your bare feet are able to connect with the soil of the earth. And down through the bottom, the soles of your feet are these large roots that go down far and wide into the earth. Those roots go down far and wide, anchoring you into the earth as if you were a tree yourself. And up through those roots comes this beautiful, yummy, tingly energy. Begins to tingle at the tip of your toes. I want you to allow this yummy, tingly energy to just dance up over your feet, around your ankles. 
Feel this yummy, tingly energy as it moves up over your calves, your shins, all the way up to your knees. Feel this energy at your knees and allow it to move up the thighs, the hamstrings, all the way up to the sides of the hips. I want you to allow this energy to move from the hips up to the base of your spine, the base of your stomach. And I want you to feel this energy as it climbs up the spine and the stomach all the way up until it reaches your heart. As you feel this yummy, tingly, sparkly energy surrounding the outside of your heart, filling the inside of your heart, notice how your entire body comes into a gentle state of ease. Allow this energy to move up into the shoulders, into the neck. Feel it as it fills your entire head front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And then feel this energy as it moves through the hair follicles on the top of your head so that you feel this yummy tingliness two inches to ten feet or higher above the top of your head. Friends, you might feel like there's a string above your head lifting you up towards the sky. You might feel an airy floatiness. You might feel an expansive spaciousness. What I want you to do from here is imagine that there is this large opening at the crown of your head. It's the size of a cereal bowl, right? And I want you to imagine that it extends upwards towards heaven and that God sends this loving, peace-filled oneness energy. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's bliss, it's ease, it's grace. And God just sends this energy through the crown of your head. It moves through your head, down through your neck, down through your shoulders, and it starts to pool, this God energy starts to pool around your heart, within your heart. And I just want you to feel that for a moment. And I want you to just tap in and notice. I want you to notice that your heart, your physical heart, is one with your body. And I want you to notice that your heart and your body are one with the air surrounding you. that your heart, your body, the air surrounding you are one with all life here on earth, all plants, all people, all animals, all life on earth. And now 
into your auric field, you can feel out into the energy of the world, into the energy of everything everywhere. Friends, that is oneness. And you can carry oneness with you in your everyday. I don't want you to stop here. I don't want you to open up your eyes. I want you to continue this meditation and to see that surrounding you are angels. You have guardian angels around you. You have cherub angels holding the space open for you to get into oneness at any time. You have archangels working with you in every area of your life. You have loved ones on the other side. See them. See them in detail, friends, because you seeing them in detail is the exact same thing as you going to them on the other side, knocking on their door, asking them to spend time with you. They love you so incredibly much. They want to spend time with you. They want to develop that relationship with you. When they're there, you're here. I know it's different, but you can still have that beautiful, incredible relationship. All of these beings, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side, they form your spirit team who's always working to guide you, direct you, protect you. Friends, what I want you to do is just take some time with them right here, right now. What they want you to know is that they are working with you all the time. What they want you to know is that they are sending you signs and symbols to show you that they're next to you. Friends, they ask you to see that they are bringing in gift after gift after gift through your heart chakra to bless your life with miracles. Friends, it's your job to remain open, to believe, and to trust that they are working miracles in your life. Friends, I love you. They love you so incredibly much. Stay open and know, believe, trust, have faith, know like you know like you know that they are working with you always. See you here next time. Have a blessed day.